Ahoy hoy, everybody, and welcome to Talking Simpsons, the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. I am your host, Bob Mackey. Who else is here with me today? Chris Antistam. Henry Gilbert. Token Jew, Diana Goodman. Awesome. We do Thank have a, a token Jew. You, I'm allowed to say you that. You found one. Yes, uh, Diana is Jewish. She will be walking us through this episode and all of the words we don't understand. Uh, in case you <laughs> want to know, this episode is Like Father, Like Clown, which aired on October 24th, 1991. Chris, what happened on this magical day in history in 1991? <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, man. Danny DeVito is topping the box office with other people's money. NBC brings country back to primetime with Hot Country Nights. And the best-selling book is Scarlet, a long-awaited sequel to a 50-year-old film. Oh, wow. <laughs> I take a not by the original author. I just I, I grabbed that because Diana was here. Because oh, I have no context for the Gone with the Wind sequel book other than remembering <laughs> the yeah, brouhaha the, around it being released. Yeah, no. The original author was long dead. I, and I figured, her, yeah. her estate finally hired a, a romance writer to write a sequel. I mean, it was fan fiction, really. And it, it got... Was. I believe it put her back TV together movie. with rats. Of course. Right? Yeah. I was hoping it wasn't one of those Harper Lee situations where it was like, you're you're clearly out of your mind and old, too old to know any better, so I'll <laughs> steal this manuscript from you. That's what I think happened with that last book that she wrote. Mm-hmm. Did we say, yeah. mention Gone with the Wind? Has that? Oh, it's a predecessor, yeah. Yes. Yes. The sequel to Gone with the Wind. I just want to make sure people people got that. Yeah, Scarlet, this time it's personal. Because we, it's weird, but it does happen with almost everything we've ever loved. Mm-hmm. Did you like Transformers? Here's a comic You'll book. never stop getting Transformers. <laughs> Did but, you like Hard Boiled? Here's a video game. And you'll never stop The Simpsons either. You'll never stop nope. The There's a song about that in a yeah, bad episode. Yep. So yeah, this episode is all about uh, you know exploring Krusty's uh, Judaism. Mm-hmm. And it's revealed that he's Jewish for the first time, which really conflicts with his uh, sponsorship of pork products. <laughs> uh, uh, so where do you want to start with this episode, Chris? Uh, I, I just I, This is one of the ones I remember the commentary from very specifically, in that they said they wanted to do this bad enough to where they had set up in advance that like Krusty's emblem on his, on his, in his studio was a Star of David. Well, so this and, is like, an MVP's episode yeah. because it was written by Jake Hogan and Wally Walidarski who would go on to be the credited writers on what many saw as the best episode of the show Last Exit to Springfield mm-hmm. uh, they and they're I believe both Jewish and they wanted to they were interested in creating a story about Judaism and meanwhile Brad Bird who is a Gentile mm-hmm. he though loves Krusty yeah. he had directed Krusty Gets Busted mm-hmm. he was too busy to fully direct the episode but he co-directed this one and added some of the best animation flourishes including yeah. The crusty face on his door is set against like another triangle to make it star, in the shape of the oh, star. I, I, I thought I remembered that they were they wanted to do this episode. They knew they were going to do it so that that emblem appears in previous like prior episodes because they mm. knew they were going to make this parody. I don't think it was that far in advance. I think the story mm. in the commentary is like this was the plot line that was the hit of that year's writers retreat. Like yeah. everyone was like, we need to make a jazz singer. Oh my god, his name could be Krustovsky. And, and it was, <laughs> just keep bouncing ideas off of each the, other. Diana, the name Hyman. Uh, yes. I have. A, I don't want you to look at We're my notes because I'm not sure how I sm- Well, yeah. it should be mentioned because, like last year, they killed this character. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. I mean, mm-hmm. I, 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 like, so they, they they killed they killed Fat Tony. Now mm-hmm. they're killing off uh, Hyman Kristofsky. Hyman Kristofsky, Krusty's dead, uh, played by the wonderful Jackie Mason. No, he's I can't still, believe alive. He's still alive. And he's still wow. now. He's now a plastic surgery monster. In case you've seen him, mm-hmm. I think uh, it was last year. It was actually a 2014. 2014. Wow. Yeah. It, it just as someone like I love the jerk. God, I've explained this on many other podcasts. I saw Caddyshack 2 first, so that was the one I loved, and that stars Jackie Mason. Oh wow! Yeah. In the Rodney Dangerfield role, who is the center of the film. Hmm. Yes. Now playing. Can this you imagine awesome that today? Rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was killed off in the 2014 premiere, which they implied like we're killing off a character. I could, who could like, it be? Guess who? Which character yeah. could be? And it's like Flanders, Burns, and like <laughs> who's this? Fr- 
Oh, yeah. Who is it going to be? I remember once I saw that ad and it had the heads of 12 possible people dying. In the bottom right-hand corner was Hyman's head. I was like, well, it's him. He was never popular. (laughs) But that was like his third or fourth. Like during the era we consider classic, he never appeared again. But I think he has been... Krusty's had ever been since. Back a couple times. There was couple an episode times. where Krusty got bar mitzvah, mm-hmm. and uh, his he was back on that one. But on this we'll one, we'll be back in a year, in two years. <laughs> I, I liked how in this episode it began with. I think we've seen the end of a Krusty show so mm-hmm. many times, and they change it every time. But yeah. this time, the just the animation of the final acts like is so awesome. Mm, yeah. And then it's an SNL close with just all of them like <laughs> standing together for the good nights. And then they even mentioned Donna Mills, who is still active. Like she is still <laughs> oh. an active actor. She was just in 2015's Joy. And we do see some little scene Krusty uh, the Clown show characters like Corporal Punishment yeah. and Tina pa- Tina Ballerina, who might be in Krusty's Super Funhouse or Krusty's oh. Funhouse. Uh, those. Video games. Corporal Punishment is yeah. kills a lot of rats, uh, but Krusty. Oh, and also though, when the episode ends, hmm. he tugs on his ear, a reference mm. to Carol mm. Burnett. I read that and couldn't find it. I missed Carol, that. Carol mm-hmm. Burnett at the end of every episode of the Carol Burnett show in the seventies, she would tug on her ear at the end, which is a sign of saying "I love you, Grandma" Aww. to her Who grandmother. Died during the production of her show, so that was no. they uh, in this entire episode. Krusty became their vessel for all old showbiz, Hollywood yeah. showbiz stories. Like, yeah. that's who he is. And a lot of the writers uh, worked for old-timey showbiz people. Yes. Like, Mal, uh, sorry, Al Jean and Mike Reese wrote for Johnny Carson. And yeah. Uh, yeah. they apparently did not have a good time on that show. And they met uh, him, like, twice. Yes. Based I think later the next, in the show, there's a definite, like, hatred for Johnny Carson coming yeah. down. Based on the next couple episodes, there's a bunch of Johnny Carson jokes of, like, all right, we get it. John, like, Johnny's barely on TV at this point. But Krusty, this is anyway. the, the furthest they've dug into Krusty, I guess, is a person and not a personality and yeah. This is, yeah. the whole episode begins with them canceling everything you've got a 430 merchandising meeting cancel it therapist cancel it personal trainer cancel it the opening line on the giants is five and a half put a dime on it thank you dinner mm-hmm. with bart simpson i don't know any bart simpson crusty he's the boy who saved you from jail well we made a terrible terrible mistake uh won't happen again well there was one boy who trusted me all along bart yes sir Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cancel it. <laughs> we do find out Krusty is scrubbing the mildew out of his uh, shower tile. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that was his important, uh, yeah, I guess, this, his important business. I don't think The Simpsons have ever done a flashback using the footage from an old episode. And what a terrible time rare. to do it at this point. Yeah, I mean, this episode is directed, directed by Brad Bird and mm-hmm. Jeffrey Lynch, who is a new director, who I guess went on to direct a Spider-Man movie. Is well, that true? no, he, he would direct a few later episodes okay. in, in some later seasons. Then he would go on to the more profitable thing of being an animation or maybe the animation director for Spider-Man oh, special gotcha. effects. Okay. So the special, oh. like... The cartoon in between the Tobey Maguire stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> the secret of most uh, superhero films is that animators are needed to make the CG film oh. around which you put Tobey Maguire. They're secretly cartoons. Characters. Wow, I never thought yeah. of it that and way. So that's what Jeffrey Lynch did and he made a lot more money doing that than working on The Simpsons. But yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's what he would go on to do. That flashback was an interesting like first appreciation yeah. of their continuity which later it would build to in like... Uh, the box factory episode where Bart reminds him of like four more things he does for him. He's like, and I'll never forget it. I like Mr. Burns in that way. Yeah. And also that was Lois Penny Candy. Yeah. Who is, uh, I think they clearly had bigger plans for her than this. And they just kind of dropped her. I want to see more of her because I feel like they have a real kind of screwball comedy relationship. He's, Mm. she's kind of his gal Friday. Well, I mean, uh, carries a torch for him. Her name is a direct reference to money. Penny. Oh, for sure. 
sure. the the secretary of James Bond who always has a fun tete-a-tete with him, but they never seal the deal. He's the one he can't get. And that, yeah, she's been carrying a torch for him. She's made minor appearances since then, but yeah. the most she ever appeared was like in the um like if if Krusty needs to have an assistant in a scene, she'll be there sometimes. But like in uh, the episode where Apu became uh, the hot stud in town, she was one of the women who bid on him. Oh, wow. Mm. Uh, she has to cancel on Bart's. I don't have any clips of the scene, but I love Bart's room showing uh-huh. a kid obsessed with a, with a clown. I know this is Matt, Matt Groening's reference to his childhood, the Bozo era. I bring yes. this up on every show I'm on that... Uh, they invented clown characters to string together old th- theatrical cartoons from the 1940s oh. to air on television. So in between, you'd have a character, coming up next, kids, Popeye! And then they'd throw to a local sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> and Bozo was a franchise. Each each yeah. kind of network had their own Bozo. You could become mm-hmm. a Bozo if I, you wanted to. I was astonished when I finally saw Bozo and like around this time at my grandparents' house with no cable that it was a show that was still on and exactly <laughs> like this, I mean, except wow. really not funny. Yeah, the Chicago WGN, WGN bozo is the true bozo in mm-hmm. my book, but they were all uh, super like Christian dudes in some cases. Like that's Brad Bird talks about how both him and Mac Groening grew mm-hmm. up with what they thought the inspiration was for. Oh, uh, was it Rusty Nails? Rusty Nails. Rusty Nails. Oh, what an awful name for a who, clown. Who was a very Christian clown <laughs> and his sidekick tetanus boy <laughs> Pennywise. I, but I, all, you know, of all Bart stuff, I had to write down everything in the cologne bottle. Oh, me too. I want to point that out, Chris. Like, I don't think I could <laughs> oh, read I this with, with an SDTV. I, I don't think I I've seen it. this episode with an. I had HTV to blow yet. it up. Yeah, uh, I had to go frame by frame because it was yeah. so tiny and pen, written in pencil. Rusty's non toxic cologne with a K. Uh, the smell of the big top, awesome. which is a great gag. <laughs> Warning: Use in a well-ventilated area. May stain furniture. Prolonged use may cause chemical burns. I don't think anyone could have actually read that during this episode's original airing. It's I, they so have, they poorly had a written. Name for the gags in that episode guide, they talk about stuff. Those that's one of those jokes you, we made for VCR people. Yeah, for people who tape the show and want to pause stuff because that you have no. And I hate that the modern show pauses on everything to make sure you see the whole joke yeah. instead of being That's able to really notice it in, when you're watching it the second time. I think and you need a forehead VCR to read this stuff. <laughs> and, and he's singing the Steve Allen song This Could Be the Start of Something Big. The song made famous by Steve Allen in the 50s who would later go on to protest The Simpsons as being too dirty for television. As After he the, was a guest star. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a multi-time a guest star. Yeah, Penny Candy convinces Krusty to go. Sex Bart, chat! You're skipping sex I, chat? Read this. Oh, yeah, yeah, I sure. am. This is keeping the continuity of it. Crust. Why? It says that the little boy who never lost faith in you has lost faith in you. Krusty, you are going to Bart Simpson's house for dinner tonight. But I have plans. They not the face. Why, you maddening, impossible man. If you don't go tonight, I won't be here tomorrow. Oh, all right, I'll go. Oh, Rusty. But I sure hate missing schnapps night at the Friars Club. <laughs> so is that an old comedy thing or an old Jew thing? That's what I want to clarify. That's an old comedy thing. That's what I feel. But, I mean, most old comedians at the Friars Club were Jews. But I don't schnapps know. Schnapps night, though? Schnapps uh, night. You want to get diabetes or drunk? I'm sure <laughs> Alan King is watching over. You don't, do you not have the sex chat thing? Because no, sex chat's I, right I before. didn't. I, it's I just, such a small piece, but I love it. Just this weird joke that comes out of nowhere. I mean, it's I... It's one you won't get if you were born in the last but year. But I sex chat. <laughs> reference so many times to be uh, online of just like this is a club of full of men who thought they'd have a chance to meet women 
but it's only other gross dudes. Yeah. And they're like, this is not as hot a party as I had anticipated. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm barely old enough to know what a party line is. Yeah. And it, I mean, party just, just means like more than one person, yeah. I guess. And there, were, there were some tricks with your phone that you could call into these groups that was just one phone that didn't hang up. And that, I, I don't know, there were all these tricks with old phones. I feel like an old man just bringing it up. <laughs> but sex chat was just such a great sleazy joke. Like, yeah. you're talking to sex chat. That it was, you had to pay extra for the ability to talk to more than one person on the phone. Mm-hmm. Sorry, kids. Enjoy, enjoy your Minecraft. But Krusty uh, <laughs> eventually, finally is coming to the house. Bart, wipe your feet. Why bother? We'll just get dirty again. I've got some good news. Krusty the Clown is coming to dinner tonight. He is? For sure? Yes. God bless that clown. <laughs> but which God, Bart? You're about to find out. Krusty <laughs> <laughs> oh, comes over. I want to say, is this the first appearance of Mr. Teeny? Yes. No, no. Oh, no. It oh, was God, not. Henry. I looked it up. It oh. was not his first appearance. Damn. He'd been... Uh, sorry, I did not get sh- where it wasn't, but I double checked to be like, is this the first Mr. T? I always hit that Simpsons wiki because they tell you every appearance of every character. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see it there, but uh, I, I just I thought it was. Krusty, <laughs> oh. uh, you don't have to be on tonight. What are you talking about? Of course he does. No, Dad, Krusty is our guest. Your pratfalls and punchinello antics aren't necessary here. Really? Yeah, just relax and be yourself. Oh, that's a relief. <laughs> Wait in the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could have seen, seen a, a monkey. monkey. <laughs> Love that line just because you did see a monkey, Homer. Yeah. And you commented yeah. on him. And then, like, reading over the Simpsons Wikia, which I do and do not sometimes when we do this show, but because it sometimes infuriates me. Like this one. Goof, Krusty says to the, uh, to the monkey, go wait in the car. And then walks home. Mm, yeah, I hope someone got fired for that blunder. Like, Did the monkey have a relax? cigar yet? Maybe this, the monkey uh, just uh, took the car. Yeah, uh, maybe. Mr. Maybe. Teeny that's, just that's said, what "Fuck it, I'm leaving." Captain yeah. of the Goofs of the Simpsons Wikia. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that Punchinello antics—that's a reference to the uh, Italian clown type what? Punch yeah. uh, Punchinello. But like, believe the Puccini opera is about that mm-hmm. dude. This yeah. scene is the longest. It is probably the best. I don't know. One of my favorite moments of the whole show. The grace, where it all comes out. Who wants to say grace? Why don't we let our guests do it? Bless us, oh Lord. (laughs) Hey, Krusty, would you do the honors? Well, all right. I'm a little rusty, but um, I'll try. Saying the Brooklyn brings back a lot of painful memories. The old day. Oh, there's my, the clarinet. My father. <laughs> a little klezmer for that ass. A little yeah. clarinet yeah. leading into some klezmer stuff. Okay, so. How accurate was that, I, Diana? That is extremely accurate. Okay. That, that is the prayer that you say before eating. How was so, Dan Castellaneta's uh, pronunciation, though? Pretty good. Okay. When Sorry, I Henry. saw this at age nine, I was like Homer. I was like, what are these silly yeah. words yeah, he's saying? Yeah, I don't know my, this thing. My complaint with most people saying uh, Jewy type words is you got to hit the. <laughs> yeah. Real good. It's, yeah. Hock that word. Uh, uh, Hot. By the way, Mr. T 
Katie's first appearance was Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. Oh, right. So just oh, okay. a background. God, really lost a bit. And I think we missed the obvious here. This is a parody of the Jazz Singer yeah. most of this yes. episode. And this yeah. is where it starts. I mean, the Jazz Singer, uh, basically the first talkie, the first movie with synchronized yes. sound. Yep. And it's about a... Uh, Not the Neil Diamond version. Don't 19, even talk to me about that one. 1927. Oh, that one. Wow. Ouch. Wow. And uh, I guess it's just about, about a, a very Jewish... Uh, a father who's upset with his son for not following in his footsteps. Yeah, he wants to become a jazz singer. Right. I think he's a, I forget if he's a rabbi or a cantor. A cantor mm. is like a rabbi that sings all the prayers. Okay. Does he have so, the headgear and the curls? Yeah. No, I, the mean, headgear. I mean, that's just Orthodox <laughs> Jews in general, right? Yeah. I just, like, uh, I thought, well, maybe the jazz singer reference is a little dated for today's audience. Oh, yeah. oh, but I also thought that the, 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 the looks of the Jewish guy, until I went, I went to New York a couple of years ago, and like, that's still that's a thing. That's the orthodox dress, man. And I, it's I don't the, know if the I black said that hats what, and is, the what do you call it, the orthodox? Yeah, the orthodox. So it was Mike Grimm and I walking around, and like we got approached by a gang of them, and they were all hammered. Wow. In the yeah. middle of the day. <laughs> right and on. like, hey, 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 you Jewish? Like, no. Alright. Right, like, was this it, was my, it, did I walk onto the sequel to the Warriors? What the fuck happened? Oh yeah, man. That, oh, the Warriors totally needed an Orthodox gang. <laughs> oh man. Oh shit. You I've can't been, be in the same room with women though. Keep us away. No, you can be in the same room with women. Okay, fine. You can't, can't touch you, you them. You can't right? touch women that you're not related to because uh that would insinuate they are a prostitute. So what? they are actually being respectful by not shaking women's hands. <clears throat> Glad you're putting yourself uh, out there for this one, Diane. I'm the best. That's the best I can defend it with, Diane. I don't... I'm... Krusty. Believe me, not orthodox. Yeah. The point no. is, Krusty's father's a rabbi. Mm-hmm. First of all, my real name isn't Krusty the Clown. It's Herschel Krustovsky. My father was a rabbi. His father was a rabbi. His father's father... Well, you get the idea. <laughs> uh, by the way, his name would expand, as we know from the episode where he fakes his death, uh-huh. that he's introduced as Herschel Schmoikel Christophe. Wow. <laughs> but it has since grown to Herschel Schmoikel Pinchus Yurchum Yuruchum Krastovsky. Wow. I, I know, I know Pinchus is a name, or Pinchus is a name. Uh, my favorite <laughs> Jewish name in the episode is it, this next scene starts in front of Yiddle's Shop, joke oh, shop. Yiddle. I love you. Oh, yeah. And it's the same shop Bart goes to later to get a disguise. So, like, it's just <laughs> nice to know that little little Israel in Springfield is still there. It's and so great. Yiddles. It's another one of those Springfield has everything jokes. It has a gorge, now it has, like, yeah. a small Jewish community, like, like in New York <laughs> or something. I will say this, it's a port town, Springfield. I don't think this connects with the crusty biography we got from Kent Brockman in mm, Krusty Gets Busted. That's right. Because he did not come. You're the goof guy on the wiki. <laughs> Uh, but I, I did also love the line, a black velvet painting come to life. I love it, yeah. <laughs> and, and it was funny just seeing Homer and uh, Krusty at a dinner table together yeah. because the original gag on the shorts was that Krusty was going to end up being Homer in disguise. Yeah. That Bart Bart hates his dad but a pre, like loves this clown. the guy who looks exactly dad. like him with yeah. a little makeup and a wig. That's why Radioactive Man looks just like Homer, too, oh. if I haven't said it before on here. But... I just We introduced Jackie Mason... And his rabbinical advice is great. I, I, I want to steal his... Yes. <laughs> My father was the most respected man in the Lower East Side of Springfield. People would come from miles around to ask his advice. Red Kostovsky, should I finish college? Yes, no one is poor except he who lacks knowledge. Rabbi, should I have another child? Yes, another child would be a blessing on your house. Rabbi... Should I buy a Chrysler? Could you rephrase that as a as an ethical question? <laughs> um, is it right to buy a Chrysler? Oh, yes. <laughs> For great is the car with power steering and kind of flow suspension. Papa, 
When I grow up, can I be a clown? No. Clown is not a respected member of the community. I want to make people laugh. Herschel, life is not fun. Life is serious. Seltzer is for drinking. Not for spraying. Dry <laughs> is for noshing. Not for throwing. The public can't. But nothing. You do as I say, or you'll get such a zets that you won't even know what hit you. What's a zets? Smack. Okay. <laughs> now I God, he's so good in this, yeah. Jackie Mason, that I, I on the commentary they talk about how they had to go to New York to record with him. He didn't mm. come to them. That he won an Emmy for this. He was That's their right. first really? guest star to win an Emmy yeah. on the show. And that he died in the twenty fourteen episode Clown in the Dumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that Jackie Mason also came from a family of rabbis yeah. and he broke from that to become a comedian. Though some mm. people said he had kind of a rabbinical style as a comedian. Yes. Just, uh, <laughs> yes, I love his bragging about his son. Do you know that my son, Herschel, was first in his yeshiva class? As a matter of fact, he was voted the most likely to hear God. Oh, go on, Hyman. You're exaggerating again. You're so proud of your son. A rabbi would never exaggerate. A rabbi composes. He creates thoughts. He tells stories that may never have happened, but he does not exaggerate. <laughs> uh, that is brilliant. All that, that is, is brilliant. I, that's one of those things that this is like a huge in top 10 episode obviously in my yeah. house because there's so many jokes that are you know really aimed just at Jews mm-hmm. storytelling rabbis is kind of almost like a running <laughs> gag because there's lots of like telling things through simile and metaphor sometimes of like and you know and, and they're like they're giving a sermon and all of a sudden it, it reminds me of this story of the way where shepherd and the car salesman <laughs> and it's like you know it's 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 a good technique for learning to you know teach something through a story but it's also like oh shit i thought we were almost out of here though the scene with him also with the seltzer in the bathroom that is a reference to philip roth's port noise complaint <laughs> oh my god no, i didn't expect i just wow. it was a, a really heavy-handed jerking off reference yeah. i never would have gotten that, the book is mostly about jerking off oh, yeah. wow. and the guy whining oh, yeah. about sex a lot uh-huh. <laughs> and so again philip roth uh uh, Jewish novelist, or mm-hmm. uh, I yeah. guess writer in general, he did, yeah. he did plays as well. Uh, well, crushed, uh, Krusty is disowned by his father as a result of being. I do have. You have brought shame on our family. Oh, if you were a musician or a jazz singer, this I could forgive. Singer? <laughs> this. I never want to see you again. Yo, you clown. That's that's Oof. what that he references the movie they're referencing. Yeah, I like yeah. how they hang a lampshade on it. Like this yeah. is what we're doing. But they do we it know. twice in this episode. Oh, they do. Yeah, oh. like well later later on in the deli when he's order when Jackie Mason's character mm. he orders the Jackie Mason. He orders. He mentions his own. And for name. you, sir. Oh, let's see. I want a nice sandwich, but the Joey Bishop uh, too fatty. The Jackie Mason. I don't know. Sauerkraut makes me gassy. The Bruce Willis. <laughs> I don't even like his work. What is this? Krusty the Clown? That's ham, sausage, and bacon with a smidge of mayo. What? On white bread. <laughs> I didn't get that until Me this viewing. Same here. Me neither. That Me it either. so insults him, it so insults Hyman that he like mm-hmm. turned his back on, on his, his heritage so much to have yeah. like the whitest, gentiliest <laughs> uh, up on, uh, Full of pork products. It needs cheese products. on there because that's yeah. another kosher thing you could break. Wouldn't no. the mayonnaise be part of that because there's egg in it or is it, does that not matter? Oh yeah, I guess it probably okay. would. And yeah. then white no bread. bread. And white bread. White bread. <laughs> no, I, did, I did at the time get, I love the desperation of Reverend Lovejoy when they ask about a rabbi. Reverend <laughs> Lovejoy? 
We need you to help us find a rabbi. Well, um, <laughs> before you make any rash decisions, you'll, uh, let me just remind you that the church is changing to meet the needs of today's young Christians. No, no, we're not converting. We just want to find a rabbi Krostovsky. Rabbi Krostovsky? Oh, I do a radio call-in show with him every Sunday night. Really? I didn't know that. Gee, uh, I'm punching it in my sermon every week. <laughs> oh, oh, that radio show. Oh, yeah, it's all the kids talk about on Monday at school. Oh, well. <laughs> Gavin Belgod. Uh, there's, there's one thing we missed. Uh, there's a bunch of scenes of the Simpsons trying to get Krusty out of the house. Yeah. He's looking through all their photo albums. Yeah. And there's one thing he does before he leaves. He says, ooh, the concert for the, Bangladesh. I looked it up. <laughs> it's a 100-minute album. So he's yeah. just looking for something to buy him yeah. time to stay with I, his family. I love the, the concert for Bangladesh is a famously un- long thing. Thing. Like I would always put it on when I worked at a video store. Whoa. I wanted music in the background. I put and it on. And I George knew, Harrison. This will last two hours. Spearheading a concert so, for uh, a- just a year or two removed from the breakup of the Beatles. George Harrison, who was very in touch with India mm-hmm. at the time. India and uh, Bangladesh were not uh, so happy with each other, and so they wanted. He did a benefit concert. Ravi Shankar uh, did it with him. Former Krusty the Clown guest. Yes, <laughs> that's true. And the, actually, that future joke about uh, Krusty really? hating his music but accepting it—that's the how the that's how uh, the concert for Bangladesh begins. Because George Harrison's like to the audience I know you all came here to hear rock music but we really should hear some of the music from the sailing <laughs> okay take your so, acid <laughs> so please listen to Ravi Shankar <laughs> and they and him and his group do like practice they're like near 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 like for just a minute and everybody applauds they're like yay that's it he's like that was us tuning up. If you liked that, then you're going to love this. 20 minutes. Like it, ugh, it's endless. I always skip it because then it goes straight to George Harrison rocking out. Mm. I'm glad. Well, I, if I were a programmer for FXX, which runs Simpsons, I think, like four nights a week in giant blocks, mm. I want to make a block of Bart and Lisa solving things. Yeah. Where, I love where those Lisa episodes. does all of the work, yeah, always. Yeah. That's oh, what I love about I it. I did as a kid. Spoon, Bart. Of course. <laughs> as a kid, when I saw... Uh, I didn't think it was sad him being at the bus station like seeing a corn operated TV that's right on a chair I, didn't really understand I was like that. damn I want that I've never seen that in real life I, oh, oh, I, I, saw, I saw him in airports yeah, okay airports, airports yeah. I guess and we have a sad we had a sad bus station in my home, hometown The Simpsons will be right back are you already tired of 2016? Jump into the past with 302010, our weekly pop culture time machine podcast. Here's something you may remember from 1986. Bob Hope had basically seemingly 10 specials a year on television oh, back then, but this was the worst. Bob Hope's Royal Command performance for the for, <laughs> uh, all the way from Sweden for the King Gustav and Queen Sylvia. That is some March SEO 19th. level bullshit. Yeah. Like. <laughs> And uh, the, the only boots. 70s kids will get this. <laughs> Bob Hope Ugg Boots. That's 302010, a weekly look at what happened in pop culture 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, every Thursday, right here on the Laser Time Network. But the kids are. Trying to find her uh, Rabbi Herschel Krastovsky. Wait, Hyman Krastovsky. Uh, Hyman. In order to reunite him with his son. Excuse us, Rabbi Krastovsky. Oh, what can I do for you, my young friend? We came to talk to you about your son. I have no son. 
Oh, great. We came all this way and it's the wrong guy. I didn't mean that literally. <laughs> that is a direct Jazz Singer reference. Anytime yeah. something references I Have No Son, it's a Jazz Singer parody, really? including a Rocco's yeah. Modern Life I episode. I have no son. <laughs> I liked how he was in the non-Christian Rolodex, too. Mm. Like oh, and... <laughs> I think in uh, Old Money, Abe does the same thing, and he rips yeah. the he rips the yeah. cloth from his garment. Yeah, you have yeah. to rend your garments in in horror and, and shame or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. when when someone dies, you rend your your garments. The, also, I love Krusty's depression mm-hmm. that comes on when he watches the Itchy and Scratchy. His reaction, uh. oh, God, yeah. oh God, go to commercial, <laughs> and it doesn't cut to commercial. Just, to just weeping on into his arm. Yeah, yeah, and any any scene that looks like this scene, uh-huh. uh, it's slightly off model but very expressive. If it's Brad Bird, yeah. Anytime yeah. there's a crusty scene, he wants to at least animate one of them. That's, for an episode. A, that's a secret of Brad Bird's career is that even on the features, well, up until Incredibles, but he always on if he directed an episode of a show and directed Iron Giant, his feature, he said, "I want to animate one scene, just uh, my thing on it." In Iron Giant, huh. if you're familiar with that film, oh yeah, the great scene, film. the scene where uh, Hogarth drinks cappuccino and is super buzzy. Yeah, that's a great scene. That wow. was Brad Bird did the, an, the so all good. the animation for uh, it. Oh, yeah. The, the expressiveness scene. of Krusty uh-huh. is so good in this scene. Just, you know, the, the way his eyes are just sagging. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. just so sad with this one. It's also the Simpsons finding finding a way to do that within its own uh, artistic template because it, it wasn't they did it a lot in the first season but it's very off-putting to make someone completely off-model to compose a different shot I would love to see an entire episode animated like this it's sort yeah. of like those Halloween comics they do where they get different artists to draw them yeah. and they don't stick mm-hmm. to the style exactly it's like wow this is what a like a Peter Bag Simpsons would look like or whatever yeah I think Brad Bird had the stroke to be like I'm just drawing this like, yeah. uh, he also I think is pushy enough to just say like yeah I'm gonna draw this this is me like I don't care what your notes are I'm Brad Bird even before he had the power to say I'm Brad Bird yeah the, the, not the, even uh, Matt Groening could complain about how off model yeah. is he's like no this is clearly awesome I'll let you do yeah. this I just realized did we even explain who Jackie Mason is oh we probably should well I mean yeah, <laughs> he's a, Caddyshack too what more is he's there he's a borscht belt comedian of yeah. the olden days olden days old olden days yeah. the, the guys at the Friar Club with like Alan King and uh uh, Henny Youngman. Mm-hmm. There's a Catskills joke in here, I imagine, yeah. from there. Yep. I have to really recommend the Gilbert Gottfried podcast. Yeah. He interviews nothing but Ooh. 90-year-old men, <gasps> and they're all, like, most of them are ancient comedians who were, will tell you all these stories about when the mafia owned comedy, yeah. and it's great. Ooh, it's so stories. great, yeah. Uh, when they call into Gabin about God, I also did love the guy's, like, very frank opening of, like, and in order to keep our broadcast license, we dedicate our Sunday night dead time to public <laughs> service shows with limited appeal. <laughs> and that's very uh, Gabin about God. I like that the kids have to go through Jewish books, the Jewish books being the big book of the chosen people, <laughs> Jewishness revisited, revised, and the views on Jews. I think we did miss the, the porno movies, though, that Krusty walked by. Yeah, those weren't oh, that I funny. did. They were okay. Uh, for Your Thighs Only. Uh, the best one is Crocodile Done Me. And then, uh, that was good, though. Doctor, Doctor Strange Pants, not so great. <laughs> Crocodile Done Me is the best I one. Only, just, I, got, I had to get a screenshot of Modern Jewish Father, like uh, just a guy at a PC. Oh, uh, and when they call them in, when they do the Izzy's Deli trick, and they call them there, that felt like such uh, an increase of the show of like, here's that what they would have done on Laverne and Shirley, but we've increased it to such a silly extent that no character, no real person would believe he'd get the French Legion of Honor yeah. at mm. Izzy's Deli. And meeting Saul Bellow. Yeah, so that was, <laughs> that's one of the changes they talk about on the oh, commentary right. that uh, it originally was Isaac Besheva's singer, oh. right? in, in, who is a, a Nobel winner as well. I believe he's the only Nobel literature winner who wrote 
entirely in Yiddish. Wow. Yes. Really? It, yep. so, a dying language that has lots of words that you actually know and you don't realize it. So they, so they, like oive or schmooze or schmaltz. Don't be or, a schmendrick, Chris. I'm not a schmendrick. Or tukus. Putz, yuts, tukus. Meshugana? Meshugana, Michigas. I read the uh, Michael Chabon book, uh, The Yiddish Policeman's Union. Which yeah, was, yeah, there's a he, lot of it there. Yeah, <laughs> it, well, and he was inspired because he read a book called Say It in Yiddish, which was just a kid's book about learning, about trying to pass on Yiddish to another generation. Yeah, that, that's Shmata. The, that's, Shmata. I, Shmata. I use that all the time, though. It means I rag. I shouldn't say that, though, right? It actually means rag, oh, okay. and it comes from a lot of Jews working in what they call it, the rag trade or mm-hmm. you know working as tailors or, or clothing business so like yeah Hiddle. so they had singer yeah. as the line like they recorded jackie mason saying it mm. and you know this episode like you said aired in october 91 july 91 was when singer died and so they're oh. like shit we've got to change this oh they God. changed it to saul bellows who is a much more secular writer and they yeah. say like they just couldn't think of another they, they did <laughs> think it was weird that a rabbi would care so much about a very secular jewish writer though it's still he still is a nobel prize oh. winner there's a few more things going on in this deli. There's so much stuff happening in this deli scene. We have uh, Doris Grau making another appearance. The great, watch how fast I go. Love That's that a, line. Yeah, it's a great line. And Krusty the Clown has a what I feel is a joke about Jerry Lewis when uh, the the waitress played by Doris Grau is questioning whether or not he's going to receive this uh, oh, this French award. He's like yeah. fifty million Frenchmen can't, can't be, be wrong. wrong. And I think that is a joke about Jerry Lewis because yeah. there were a lot of jokes about the French liking him back then. Totally. And, and Francois Mitterrand, Mitterrand was the president of France at that time. He was there from nineteen eighty. To 1995. It is, it is wonderful that the kids win the day. Uh, win, win Hyman back just with uh, what rabbinical text and uh, Jewish literature. Yeah, well, that's, that's well, one no, of those he, things yeah. that I, I love about Judaism is that, like, Christianity, you know, it's so much about faith, you know, and mm-hmm. you just, you know, there's a certain amount of like, just believe, stop questioning, just believe. And in Judaism, you're encouraged to argue about everything (laughs) you know the the stereotype is two jews three opinions you're supposed to argue and ask why to get a better and deeper understanding and eventually you'll answer all your questions somehow and your faith will be that much stronger why i love this clip and so the best charity is to give and not let other people know Mm. but what if your example hmm, encourages others to give Speaking of charity, Rabbi Krustowski, don't you think it's time you forgave your son? Don't you understand that my boy broke my heart? He turned his back on our traditions, on our faith, and on me. Get out of here, you little pisher. <laughs> pisher? Pisher. Pisher. Yeah. What's Basically, he called him... Eight- uh, he literally called him a pisser. So he's mm-hmm. saying that, you know, he's uh, he's so young, he still pees in his pants. Pees in his pants. Ah. Yeah. And the, and the, the Hyman's also a moil. Like, Bart's at a bris. And yeah, so, that's true. He's a moil, it's about the too. time of the place. <laughs> I mean, I guess, well, can a rabbi be a moil? Or all, are most well, moils all, rabbis? all moils are rabbis. Not all rabbis are moils. <laughs> is gotcha. that a Socrates quote? Uh, I thought <laughs> I wasn't allowed to say that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. That is a dedicated job. That is all they do. I would hope so. Go it's very dangerous and, work. Yeah, and perform circumcisions on newborn you know eight eight day old baby boys a, they are that's a professional gig so you know they know what they're doing i can cut up a dick they, they got <laughs> that down to out. a science uh, man they work fast i've seen them work and it's just boom, done how about that famous jewish theologian that wins the day uh at, yeah I, don't, <laughs> I don't think this works i do like when lisa right before this says i'm not gonna learn ancient hebrew yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the writers don't really buy the solution anyways they admit like we needed a way out so this was our way out Bard, I am not going to learn ancient Hebrew. (laughs) Rabbi, 
Did not a great man say, and I quote, the Jews are a swinging bunch of people. I mean, I've heard of persecution, but what they went through is ridiculous. But the great thing is, after thousands of years of waiting and holding on and fighting, they finally made it. End quote. Oh, I never heard the plight of my people phrased so eloquently. <laughs> Who said that, Rabbi Hillel? Nope. It was Judy the Pious. Nope. My Amonides. Nope. Oh, I got it. <laughs> the Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> I'm afraid not, Rabbi. It's from Yes, I Can by Sammy Davis Jr. An entertainer. Like your son. <gasps> the Candyman? Mama <laughs> could think that way. Maybe I'm completely upside down on this whole problem. Oh, all the years of joy that I've lost. Why? Because of my stubborn ways. <laughs> think about that next time you're a dick. Yeah. And that book <laughs> yeah. was written in 1965 when uh, Sammy Davis Jr. was, I think, at the top of his uh, career. Oh, yeah. Really. Did he convert? Oh, he, he did. Yeah. yeah. He mm. got in a really bad car accident where he lost one of his eyes. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's he, I know the Sandler song. <laughs> right. And and he had some sort of like spiritual awakening and decided Judaism was, was the answer for him. So he got a black one-eyed short Jewish guy <laughs> who, and he's an amazing entertainer one of the greatest entertainers ever Just like he's all around entertain- it's such a shame so much of his stuff is not available because he had a lot of bad investments and he had a huge tax bill and there's like no real profit in re-releasing a lot of his stuff yeah I think most it's of the such stuff, a shame most of the stuff you'd see him in now is like I guess if you watch the original Oceans 11 he's yeah, in that he's go. in he did a lot of the Cannonball run stuff. baby Oof, <laughs> yeah I mean People, he, I remember him pulling Pulling out his like uh, Star of David uh, necklace or whatever in mm-hmm. Cannibal Run, that movie's balls. It makes me man. mad. People would rather remember Frank Sinatra when I'm pretty sure he's had people killed and he did beat, beat up Mia Farrow. He's like the worst human being who was allowed to be guy. famous. Yeah, Not a great guy. No, it's true. I mean, hey, I'm sure Sammy Davis says. But uh, yeah, the Candyman things because he he released a version of that uh, the Candyman song from uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate yeah, Factory so as a single, and yeah. it's it is really corny. That's what Jackie I mean, Mason knows. Man. Yeah. Uh, like Candyman? That Candyman? song was so corny. Same was his, uh, he did Mr. Tambourine Man too, didn't he? Yeah. I, he did covers of a lot of things that were really yeah. bad. I mean, hey, the 70s he's were bad for I don't even know exactly. if we, I know him as a singer. He's just like, even in Cannonball Run, like the dude's funny as fuck. Act, oh, he was act, really funny. He could dance. Yeah, he could he's dancing. Sing, he, could, he could do impressions. Like, yeah. Sammy Davis Jr. I'm not going to learn any but ancient Hebrew is my line of the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> what happens next is one of many references that The Simpsons does to the Dean uh, Martin and Jerry Lewis reunion. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't even know how to begin approaching that. Oh, boy. Martin Martin Sammy Lewis. Davis Jr. was a natural segue, Bob. Yeah. Um, on the hey, back. I, oh, wow. Also, <laughs> yeah, I, wasn't Martin, even, I wasn't even trying. In the 60s, Martin and Lewis were a comedy duo mm-hmm. where Dean mm-hmm. Martin had been famous on his own, and, and Jerry Lewis was a rising comic star, mm-hmm. but then them together was really funny. You guys, you have this, like, 40-year-old, like, drunk uh, lounge lizard mm-hmm. next to a... Yeah, a, a much, yeah. much younger entertainer who was getting, frankly, a lot more, uh, you know, claim and a lot more yeah. laughs. And so they broke up. Uh, Dean Martin wasn't into that anymore. And then I think it was in the early 80s on the telethon, mm-hmm. they got back together. Oh, and they, they and and immediately Jerry Lewis is making fun of them again. And Dean Martin's, like, getting uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be joked about. I'm Dean Martin. Like, so you're he always understood. Oh. We haven't seen each other in 25 years. <laughs> oh, I love you, son. I love you too, Daddy. <laughs> oh, 
I do love that we haven't seen each other in 25 years because the audience doesn't know that. Like, yeah. we at home yeah. know that. Yeah. All the kids are like, who is this man? He's uh, like, oh, my dad's here. And yeah, he's like, the, the, 25 years. That animation you just don't see on The Simpsons ever because mm. he pulled a total Daffy Duck, Chuck Jones squash and stretch yeah. and mm. gets directly inside the camera. It does oh. have that Brad Bird touch. Yeah. Yeah. And I do like the we're not doing the spotlight bit gag <laughs> where he keeps trying to step into the spotlight. It's like, we're not doing the spotlight bit. No, the father-son stuff at the end really got to me. I'm actually getting tingles now. Like, I was just like... I don't know. The dad and their son making up. It, it, it got to me. I, I did love, by the way, the crusty slowly punching his way through his thing. Like, oh, and, <laughs> and throwing to the uh, Lenny, another Lenny in the show, uh, band leader of Krusty and the Crumbs. The oh, right. House band. And actually, that's the Larry Davis experience. At least, <laughs> at least half of like them. Wow. Yeah. I have a terrible line of the show. Oh, what is it? Um, that's the joke. Boy. You don't have to follow in my footsteps. Don't worry. I'm leaving like using the bathroom after you. Why, you little... <laughs> I... I he chokes him and nobody cares. Like, they don't yeah. even notice I never it. knew about that, and then I got a best friend at about eight or nine years old, and I go over to his house, and every time his dad used the bathroom, I was like, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> but I guess I was so in tune with whatever my family's bathroom odor was, I never noticed it before. <laughs> And I would go to my friend's house and be afraid to go to the bathroom as a little kid. And this is the first time I've ever heard that acknowledged because at the time I didn't think anything was left in the bathroom. You flushed it down. But my friend's dad, uh, old Charlie, would leave such a <laughs> And I heard this joke. I'm like, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Oh, God. Thank uh, you. My favorite line is, uh, watch how fast I go. Watch because I think of that whenever I have shitty bosses who are patronizing. I don't yeah. say it. I think it. I, mine's, mine's a tough call. I, when Millhouse breaks down at the beginning of this episode, wanting to go home and Krusty won't let them. Yeah. That's wonderful. I think my line of the show is going to be Lisa saying, you know, we got to hit him where he lives, right in the Judaica. <laughs> I do love that too. Yeah. And like, I love that that is their tactic. It's like, we're going to play his game and we're going to beat him at it. Although I do actually, there's a great scene during that when Bart is playing with a Noah's Ark pop up book. He's like, save us, save us, Noah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was me sometimes in studying too. I had a couple times where it's like, okay, the two of you go to the library and study this thing together. One person's reading, I'm like, Oh, a pop-up book. <laughs> mm. Or everything in this book is going to become the basis of a dick and balls with double O's. <laughs> uh, oh, so, oh. oh, Mine Papa, or Oh, My Papa, was a song, uh, a German song, actually, from the mm-hmm. 1920s, Ooh. I believe. Right. But popularized, or actually, it's probably older than that, but it was popularized in the 50s in America by Eddie Fisher, was hey. the singer who sang Oh, My Papa, which is actually a reverse of this situation. It is a child singing a tribute to their father, who is a clown. Hmm. So, yes. ah. so what I like about this episode's ending is I think in season three and towards the end of season two we saw a lot of schmaltzy endings that were just, just Yiddish like, oh yeah Yiddish I, I found <laughs> out what schmaltz was thanks to Diana it's like chicken fat spread right yep. okay thank it's you disgusting. so much I'll never order it it's disgusting um, but anyways like this episode had a like a laser tar- targeted amount of schmaltz just a yeah. tiny mm-hmm. amount with jokes spread around it so I think it works a lot better than let's say when Flanders fail when it's just like happy singing for 30 mm-hmm. seconds you know I just yeah. think it works a lot better now they, it's episode. like they earn it it's yeah a, for sure they really earn it and it is still just like 15 seconds, boom, his dad's here, sing song, boom, and we're done, get yeah. out of here. Like, yeah. It's a season three pacing that really helps sell a, a more like emotional ending like this. Great I think. episode. Yeah. yeah, great episode. Yeah, a really great episode. Really touched me more than I thought it would. And yeah, the. Yeah. Did I, it give you Spilkus? Spilkus It made me for Klempt. Uh, if anything. Yeah. Uh, is that, it gave me such Nachus. That's <laughs> my favorite, Nachus. Do we, do we only know that because of the Mike Myers the coffee yes, toy? I think so. Between that and Jay Sherman, who I'm not even 
sure was Jewish. No, he was. Uh, okay. I remember well. when he went to, oh, uh, yeah. he went, he tried to find out if Doris was his mother and he goes to the orphanage Ew. where he was adopted. He goes to the orphanage where he was adopted and he says, am I Jewish? What do you think? I wasn't going to bring it up, but it just the, the ending sting of this reminded me of the critic. The critic had those yeah. like chimey yeah. endings several times. Like we know this isn't very satisfying, but it's supposed to be funny. This could be where Algie and Mike Reese just fell in love with like small like Yiddish expressions because Jay Sherman again would just break out into Jewish songs and say Achim and you know play Avon Agil in a raisin box. Yeah. Well, Mike Reese is Jewish. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's Algie is like one of the he's on the low end of the level. He's like oh every Irish joke. He's like hey I'm Irish. I'll make fun of Irish, but. So yeah, that was Talking Simpsons. Thanks so much for listening. I've Woo. been your host, Bob Mack. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. Also read my work at US Gamer, and I also do a classic gaming podcast called Retronauts. You can find that every week at retronauts.com or usgamer.net. Thank you. Lasertimepodcast.com. I don't want to go off too much because there's a lot of good stuff there, including Laser Time 30, 2010, and this show. But we also have a Patreon that made this possible, and you got 13 episodes waiting for you there at the low cost of 5 bucks, including co- movie commentaries, bonus shows, and video commentary. And our season two spectacular where we wrap up season two and Bob finds a gem, a hidden gem that even Ooh. Chris and I had never heard of. You guys got to listen yes. to it Ooh. and you can only get that $5 a month. Patreon.com slash laser time. Diana. I am on Twitter at listenanerd and I'm on 302010 and uh, if you could rate and review the show on iTunes that would be great so everyone can see it. We can all join together. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks for listening everybody. Uh, we'll see you next week with the brand new Treehouse of Horror. <gasps> it's going to be good. Shalom. Lenny, a little reconciliation music, if you please. Oh, mine, Papa, to me was so wonderful. Oh, mine, Papa, my dad, to me he was so good. You know the words. No one could be so gentle and so lovable. I got something in my eye. Here, take my hanky. There. He always understood. We haven't seen each other in 25 years. (laughs) Oh, I love you, son. I love you too, Daddy. (laughs) 